I thought I was helping. <laughs> no, you're not helping. Stop moving. <laughs> this is how I'm starting the episode. Dave keeps fucking shit up. <laughs> I do. Okay. <laughs> hey, welcome to. <laughs> See? See? He did it again. He did it again. Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. I'm Scott. There's Dave. And hey, <laughs> today's <laughs> review, we are entering a month of sci fi features. And man, have we got a treat for you. Forbidden Planet. I had never seen it. You owe it to yourself. Go watch it. Listen to our review afterwards. I yeah. think you will enjoy this movie. It blew my mind um, in ways that I did not think possible for such an old film. So Yeah, yeah, it's very good. So anything oh, uh, going on with you? Don't forget to hit like. Yes. Subscribe, share, tell your friends. Uh, if, if there's a way to share our videos on, on your Facebook page or your Please. whatever whatever social media you belong to, go ahead and do so. And for my saying that, I want to thank uh, Bruise and Biceps for sharing us on their Facebook Yes, page. thank you, Chris. Very nice. Thank you very much. Very nice of you. Um, you go ahead first, and uh, okay. then, I'll, I'll, then I'll you throw know, my... I said I wasn't going to say anything. But that guy's got me pissed off right now. There is somebody on YouTube that is using our name, Old Ass Movie Reviews. We're coming for you. That's all I'm saying. Um, anyway, uh, now that I got that out of the way and I feel better about it. You feel better? Uh, okay. Yeah, I feel better. I feel better. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, yeah. He ain't going to know what to hit him. The pain in the ass is he's got more goddamn followers than we do. Isn't that fucked up? <laughs> Son of a bitch. He's been doing it a third of the, not even a third of the time. <sighs> We've 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 got a lot of episodes, but uh, yeah, lately I've been <laughs> I've been watching a show. It's only on Peacock on the Peacock Network because I rented Peacock or I got Peacock for a month for. I know it's not a condition. Peacock is not a condition. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I I got it just to watch the latest Halloween movie, and yeah. um, they have a series that they produce that's uh dan brown's lost symbol so if you're a fan of dan brown and the da vinci code and oh. angels and demons and stuff like that this is a series based on his book the lost symbol really good really well done if you're a fan of those um right so i i've been liking that a lot uh so i think i think that's worth a worth a watch um it's nice. it's pretty good nice. also um I completely oh I started watching on Apple as I was saying earlier I've been watching a lot of Apple <laughs> right. TV stuff and noticing everybody has an iPhone without a case and there's right. every every MacBook everything is like iWatches and all that's like wow of course they do but I'm watching oh, yeah. a show called Invasion and it's an alien invasion uh, series and all the and aliens have laptop iPads no uh, the aliens are wicked uh, we haven't seen much of them I'm like four episodes in and you've hardly seen anything. Mm -hmm. But it's uh, I will say this for anybody who's preparing to watch it. It's slow. It's very slow. But I um, there's a little making of a little behind the scenes kind of thing. And they talk about how this is a drama based on people and how they handle this event more than it is an alien invasion. Oh, and okay. so it is a heavy, heavy drama with an alien invasion backdrop. So knowing yeah. that, I know I'm going to get slow and it sucked me right in. It's, it's right. well done. It's really well done. Sam Neill's in it. Um, oh, I still don't okay, know if cool. he's, I still don't know if he's still alive or not. He was in the first episode. <laughs> I haven't seen him since. So, um, <laughs> not giving Fair spoilers. Enough. Don't know what happened to Sam, but, a uh, dinosaur yeah, ate him. a dinosaur ate him. What was funny though, is, um, 
during that Jurassic Park thing with Sam Neill, you know how he talked about how he hated doing an American accent? Yeah. Yeah, well, he's he's he's, he's an Oklahoma sheriff in this. Oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, Sam. He yeah. does it well. He does it well. You can't tell he's, I think he's New Zealand or a Kiwi. Yeah. I think he's I'm New sure. Zealand. yeah. He's New so what about you? Um, I've started re-watching, and I'm glad I found refound this show. It's called uh, British Ghosts. And oh. there's a girl named uh, Michaela Streck. Strackland, Strakeland, who who does the hosting, and, and she's just this little cute British lady. Um, but they go into all these old haunted houses in Ireland, Scotland, Britain, oh. like in just goes into towns like haunted towns and stuff, and walks around. And we watched it uh, when it was first being shown in uh, the U.S. And I've been looking for it for years and couldn't find it anywhere. And just we dumbly just typed in her name. Mm-hmm. into youtube and she came up with with somebody somebody got all the shows on on youtube and i was like there yeah. i am man that's this this is great and i'm re-watching some of them and giving you or giving me a lot of good ideas for for uh donnie jones and yes peter yes. and just it, some of the things are really creepy like cool just really creepy hauntings and then other ones are just well, that's kind of cool. That's, you know, nothing really bad's going on there. It's just kind of a neat haunting, you know, little ghosts and stuff. And, um, for me, I don't know how you feel, but I'm I'm a huge believer in ghosts. I am too. I am um, too. I believe you know. there's more, more to this world, Horatio, than meets the eye, as it were. There's a lot of unexplained stuff out there. And without starting a complete new paranormal podcast, which we could right. do, so ding. Hey. Uh, there's, a, there's a popcorn moment. There is a popcorn moment. Um, absolutely. Um, and I'm actually holding a popcorn kernel to give me oh, inspiration. <laughs> no, it's because I didn't want to eat it. But anyway, <laughs> it gives me the inspiration. I don't know where I was going, but yeah, that was a, uh, what did I say? <laughs> ghost. Ghost. Yes. Firm believer in ghosts. Absolutely. <laughs> wow. You know, it's been a long day at work. Today? <laughs> It's been a long day, uh, but yeah, with, with ghosts, there's so much unexplainable out there and everything. Yeah. You, you know what? People are always like, wow, you fucking idiot. You know, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I am a firm believer that science can explain a lot of things. And one of the, one of the ways I've heard it explained best was on, uh, I think it was agents of shield. And I can't remember the character's name who said it, that magic is just science. We don't understand yet. Um, yeah that used that used to be uh tony stark saying whenever he talked to uh, uh that's why she had said it i was so, gonna yeah. say mandrake the magician but it was it's not yeah. mandrake it's uh, uh dr strange Doctor Strange. It, 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 Doctor it's strange a perfect idea yeah yeah so we know there's stuff out there i've had so many experiences and maybe we ought to do a little little bit of that sometime and talk about ghost stories and experience i, yeah. I really yeah. like that idea so i love stuff like that hey Awesome. A little popcorn moment. Uh, So you watch this on YouTube. That's where we can find it. If anybody's interested in like the the paranormal, the supernatural, or just a good ghost story or like things that you're like, oh, this is kind of unexplained. She's got some really good shows on there. She's she's really good. um, Not commentator, presenter. She's a really good Mm -hmm. presenter. Um, And it's just all the stuff in Britain and those houses there are so much older than mm-hmm. anything we have in this country unless you find some viking ruins or or what have you up in nova scotia or along the the main uh coastline 
But other than that, you know, yeah, I, I, I have crazy. I have to input in that because you're one of the few people who do realize the Vikings did make it here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, well, they, they found well before the that uh, ships in the burial grounds. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I was really reading about that it. recently, actually, about in Newfoundland, a whole settlement there, and it's yeah. like wow. Yeah, and it's yeah, they yeah. unearthed it. They, I mean, they found yeah. the village under they they dug down and what. They found it. It's yeah. right there. You can't deny that. I mean, <laughs> no, I know, I know, but you know, here we go, Christopher Columbus again. <laughs> well, if you go down to South America in Brazil, they mm. they uh, have the big sculpted heads, and and they think the Chinese yes, I hit down there way before anybody else did. Yeah. Like maybe even possibly before the Vikings hit uh, the Northland, they think they the Chinese maybe hit. South America. And I'm yeah, like, that's amazing. It would explain a lot of stuff that that's down there, like statue wise and statue. It would. It would. I know? think it's that kind of stuff is really cool to me. I'm yeah. a, I'm I, I do believe in ghosts. I do believe in extraterrestrials mm-hmm. because just mathematically, I'm sorry. We're, we're not the only ones. There's no way in hell. Yeah. For, it for, just doesn't for, my, work. for my thinking in is if uh we're the best that God can do. We're fucked. He's, he's gonna be he's, he's a weak he's, motherfucker right now he's, and then he's gonna he's gonna just be shaking his head going i could only get one planet out of all this i don't think so yeah. i think yeah it, there's too many stars up there there's too much stuff going on there's too many too things many unexplained things. and the moon is hollow i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> so there. is the earth we yeah. have the hollow earth theory and all the other stuff but no that yeah. there's just cool. so many weird stories that come up and you're like what this can't all be true and what if what if every what if every ancient alien episode is true? <laughs> you know they bring up some good points. We're all I don't have to I don't apologize go- to that guy. <laughs> I think you know yeah, he don't care. He's going to the bank with his crazy hair. Right. Aliens. Um, it brings up questions, and anything that's entertaining and makes me question, I think, is a good a good watch. Um, right. I don't necessarily have to buy into it, but if you right, present right, some right. things. Get my brain turning. Okay, uh, you got me. You know, show me, show me what right. I need to see. Um, right. And that's, you know, but aliens. Speaking of aliens, shall we move on to our review? I think we should. Let's Forbidden go. Planet, starring Leslie Nielsen. Yes, that Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Um, and it's a cool fucking movie. So I hope you enjoy our review, and catch you later. Hey, welcome to Old Ass Movie Reviews. Review of Dave. Tell us what beauty of a movie we got today. We are looking at Forbidden Planet. Leslie Nielsen. I know. Holy shit. movie. Leslie uh, Nielsen. <laughs> Leslie Nielsen was it. Surely you must be kidding. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And stop calling me Shirley. Um, this is back like in 1955. Um, they made this movie. This is the first sci-fi movie with a budget with a good size budget and it's the first sci-fi movie that uh was considered well written like Mm -hmm. if you look at classic example of what i'm trying to explain to folks is look at devil girl from mars devil girl from mars yeah hard for me to speak sometimes and this movie forbidden planet the difference is night and day in the script writing. The difference is night and day in the uh, action, in the dialogue, um, in just the special effects. Everything 
was just knocked up about five notches for this movie. It's That's insane. insane. Mm-hmm. It's and insane. Be- before we right. go too much further, folks, I'm sorry. Please. Uh, please hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. I'm hit, actually pointing uh, to a button, not yeah. where you think. It, hit the like button. Um, Wait, well, what, what, what? The like button. Mother, what, what's the shirt? What's the shirt? What's the oh. shirt? Oh, oh, you didn't see this? We're wearing these for oh. uh, Post Cancer Awareness Month. It's a work shirt? Yeah. Wednesdays. That's really fucking cool. Yeah. We have a good boss. I would wear that shirt. I would wear a bright pink one. I couldn't find a pink one. Yeah. I couldn't cool. find a pink one that fit me that was like had something nice on it. I saw Mother across the top and I went all Samuel L. Jackson. Mother! Fuckers! Yeah, you're chilled, <laughs> no, no, not Glenn oh, Danzig. Sorry, <laughs> sorry I was Jackson. going into Danzig. I was going to Glenn Danzig. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jackson anyway, Danzig I'm... on stage again. <laughs> or 41st yeah. time. Um, uh, no, just hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Go ahead and send us a comment. Share us, share us around. We're cheap. Sharing is um, caring. Sharing is caring. But uh, to get back to the movie, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, what I want to know what you thought. What did you okay. think? I have notes. Um, oh okay, God, first, really? First off, folks, I haven't made notes in a long time. Okay, I have notes too. Um, <sighs> If you haven't watched us, we're going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. Oh, yeah. So stop. Go watch it. I have never seen this movie, and I don't know how. But I, this is one of those movies that I was so fucking surprised by. <laughs> yeah. That, that was like, oh, my God, will you look at these effects? Now, a lot of times yeah. we talk about watching things in higher resolution, and you can uh-huh. see the wires and stuff. I watched this in 4K resolution on a big oh, screen. Really? It looked gorgeous it was yeah. fine um the only thing i caught was a superimposing of the tiger by ellie may at the cement park oh right 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 well they kind of had to do that yes. <laughs> you don't want to you know yeah. one ton bengal tiger jumping on uh yeah on, uh, your main actress there yeah old ellie may clamp it yeah ellie um, may can uh annie annie francis yes annie francis played yes. that part. okay uh this the first note I took is the best quote from this whole fucking movie. What's that? And it comes from Robbie the Robot. Oh. Sorry, miss. I was giving myself an oil job. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. I caught, for the first time, I caught that last night when I was watching it. And <laughs> me and the old lady just looked at each other and started laughing. She's like, really? <laughs> I was like, Really? And there's even a point where the cook or whatever says, you know, you hook me up with all this bourbon and I will I will get you all the lube and oil you need. And it's like, what is going on with this movie now? Hey, cook, relax. <laughs> He's a robot. Uh, okay. I don't, I don't I really don't have a lot of notes other than the effects are fucking amazing. Um the in-camera stuff that is done here, mm-hmm. the perspective, the the miniatures. Yeah. Um Everything about it. They spent some money and it shows, but the camera mm-hmm. work, the animation. Did, did you catch? Animation is great. Did you catch who was on loan and where from? I Somebody from Disney and I forgot the name. It was, yeah, the guy's name is, uh, he was a Disney animator. And I've read this name before. Joshua Mador, M-E-A-D-O-R. Mm-hmm. He animated the monster that's coming through the great. electrical field, which is a, brilliant design i mean you don't even see this thing until it's charged with electricity and then all you see is the outline 
Um, and then he did uh, all the like laser blasts and stuff like that. And the tiger, as the tiger jumps down and gets mm-hmm. disintegrated, and like to like twenty nine or thirty other like special effects. And he's from Disney. He was on loan from Disney Animation. MGM at one point had that huge, beautiful animation studio and they weren't doing animation at this point they didn't have anybody on set or in in house to do it so they had to go to disney and go um do you want us the guy to draw pictures yeah and he did that's a great incredible job. to me yeah, yeah he the, did that's beautiful beautiful stuff when, when you finally see the monster which is huge um, oh yeah i have seen more current stuff with shitty animation yeah, this was so well done. All hand done. It's it's beautiful. All hand um, done. I can't you know imagine what? somebody doing this now. Here, here's here's the thing. Um, I recommend everybody watch this movie. I'm just gonna get this out of the way. Yeah, um, definitely watch it because what I got from this was the origin of a lot of sci-fi as we know it today. Yes, and you cannot tell me yes. that fucking Ridley Scott did not watch this. And, and dream up aliens. You know he did. You know that's where he got a lot. You of had the engineers from. with the Krell were the engineers. You yep. had the monster, which was the aliens, and mm-hmm. all these people were all of a sudden dead on a planet. Yep. Then you have the evil scientist the- who is greedy and wants it all to himself. And it's see, like, and I did see you see him as greedy. I didn't see him as greedy. I saw him as like looking at humanity, going, "You guys aren't ready for this. It's not his call to make." And he was an arrogant prick. See, and I and I agreed with him. I actually yeah. agreed with him. I, like I disagree. And it was because of him and his fears. His fears is what drove out that monster and killed yeah. everybody else. Yeah. So if he was really benevolent or whatever, he would have tried to share all of that. Info. But remember, it was the one thing, <clears throat> the one thing that his doctor, his the, the friend from the ship. Mm-hmm. Let's go back. Yeah, let's, let's, <laughs> let's go back a little bit. <clears throat> I'm going to start with. Just who's in this movie? There we go. Leslie Nielsen. Walter Pigeon plays Dr. Morbius. That's the main guy on the mm-hmm. planet. That's already planet side. And Francis plays Altira. That's uh, Dr. Morbius's daughter. Um, Robbie the Robot, his first appearance. What a good actor. I mean, he went on to do some more robot stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Earl... <clears throat> Earl Holloman is the cook in this series or in the movie. I've seen him before. Do you remember? Uh, we're going to show our age again. Do you remember in uh, maybe Friday's night, Saturday nights, Policewoman with Angie Dickinson? Yes. That was her partner. Oh my God. But if you're a huge Twilight Zone fan like me, you will recognize him from the very first episode of the Twilight Zone. Is anybody out there? Or I think is the uh, name of it. I oh, forgot the name. As I'm saying, what a great Twilight Zone fan I am. Is anybody there? I think is the name of the, uh, the episode. And that episode is Holloman walking around by himself all through this town. And the town is the same town and set the Back to the Future is filmed on. Oh my God. I'm a geek. I can't which help Which also it. ties into Gremlins because they right. use which of, You're right. You're right. 
Um, when, we, when we did our Grillman's review, I'm watching this like, why do I think I'm watching Back to the Future? Oh. <laughs> you kept waiting for a DeLorean to go I know, right? <laughs> Don't get a wet. <laughs> Marty. <laughs> <laughs> what happens is Earth has sent an expedition with uh, Leslie Nielsen as the captain to find a, a ship that's on Altair 4, I think is what it was. Yeah. Altair 4. And he finds out the ship was crash landed and everybody but one man and his daughter is dead. Um, a little side note about how much this movie has um, helped people or, or um, influenced people. Gene Roddenberry was a huge fan. I have in my show. notes. I have okay. in my notes before you even reveal no, no, this. Go ahead. Go ahead. I just wrote down the origin of Star Trek. Exactly. Exactly. Roddenberry evidently in interviews had said that's, he, he saw that the and was shows. like, oh my God, I can do something with this. And this could did. have been a series, and it is. <clears throat> yeah. It's called Star Trek. <laughs> and where they got the, the call sign for uh, the Enterprise 1701, mm -hmm. that's what time it is on the clock in C-57D, the spacecraft, whenever they land on planet, planet surface. That's what I read. And I was just laughing. I was like, oh, my God, that is just a, a, a little tidbit you know like if that's that is true, amazing that is so cool, dude you know that's that is absolutely really cool because i had such a star trek vibe uh yeah watching that's, star this. Trek. You, that's star trek written all over it did it really did the whole even the whole setup let's yeah. go investigate what happened and that's when 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 this happened i started getting the aliens vibe yeah um, definitely uh, i never got the aliens vibe until you said that but yeah i could see where ridley scott would have seen this and went i have an idea you know yeah. i've got a hell of an idea you know, and that's just yep. freaking brilliant. Just brilliant. Um, oh, I had another note. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was the first movie to have strictly electronic music. Really? An electronic soundtrack. Uh -huh. Interesting. And evidently, Shearer was the producer, I want to say, is the guy who produces mo this movie. Found a husband and wife team in uh, Greenwich Village back in the 50s. And they were playing some stuff at a, at a bar or whatever. And he hired them to do the soundtrack. He was like, wow. that's, that's the sound I'm looking for. And hired them, sent them the, the canned film. Here, here's the rough cut. Score it. <laughs> wow. Score it. They scored it when they sent it back. He was like, that's perfect. He didn't ask for anything else. He's like, that's what I want. That's exactly the sound I it want. It is. It is. It is well scored. It, it yeah. sounds good. It's. It's neat. Um, I there's there's so many moments when I just started laughing out loud um, right. in this movie because uh, they're they're this is the fifties and it reminds me of when I go to uh, Disney World <laughs> and go to the World of the Future and you see how it was in the sixties when they built this park <laughs> yeah and they're yeah. showing this stuff and it it really you know so he plays some music and it, it's absolutely it sounds like whales that are drowning oh yeah yeah when he's playing the krill music yeah, yeah it's like i found some right. krill music and all it did was make me think of bob and doug mckenzie 
in their movie where they try and play a floppy disk on a record player and it makes these god awful noises like oh that's just a bootleg oh yeah, yeah that's them bootlegs eh it's and a bootleg it's, eh it's, it's, <laughs> give me another brewski eh I, I don't know why that's where my that's brain funny. went but yeah it was Bob and Doug in this movie but seeing Leslie Nielsen in a serious role he still has he can't help but have his comedic timing. Yeah. I mean, his facial expressions, his delivery is like the man is a genius and doesn't even know it. Well, he was a big name. I mean, a lot of people don't realize this, yeah. that he had re- basically all but retired by the time Airplane came out. Yeah. And when they went to him for Airplane, he had always been known as a serious actor. He never played comedy. There was There was no comedy chops there. They said, you're perfect. You're the guy we want. And he was like, I'm, I'm a serious actor. I don't do comedy. They're, whoever it was was like, you're the guy we want. And it worked it's because perfectly. he plays it, it straight. It revitalized his, and exactly, it revitalized his entire career as a comedic actor. And he yeah. never looked back. He was like, I've never been this popular in my life. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, a he's serious brilliant. Actor. You can see what a good actor he is in there. But I just only have seen... I've only known of Leslie since Police Squad, right. Naked Gun, Airplane, right. all of that. Uh, so seeing him in these uh, in a serious role was like, wow, this is weird. And and I could see how he's popular. Good looking yeah. guy. He's the captain of the ship. What uh, mm-hmm. I, I want to say, J.J. Abrams, but J.J. A- Adams or whatever. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he, was, he was Captain Kirk, basically. He was. And they even referenced he's notorious in all the galaxies. Yeah. And I liked whatever the, here's what's really funny is the girl has been raised, Altira has been raised, played by Anne Francis, has been raised by her father. She's not had any other human contact. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's nothing weird going on, you know, like like nowadays no. they would try and make it weird. Uh, but in this movie, the, the father's just raising his daughter and, you yeah. know, hoping, hoping to one day maybe get her back to earth, but not planning on it because he don't give a shit. But when the humans land, this girl is just so gorgeous. The the crew members that go with the captain to the homestead are just all like a gaping at this beautiful blonde, tiny, petite thing. And one of the lieutenants is like, you know, I'm going to make a move on her. You know, why not? And he's he's explaining a kiss, and the girl's like, that's a kiss. And she basically starts playing this guy. I mean, after the, like the first or second kiss, I get the feeling. She's just fucking with this guy yeah. now, like because she likes it, but she can't. You know, she's not going to tell him. But she's got. He's like, oh well, it'll, it'll make you your heart beat faster, and this and that. And he kisses her, and she's like, I nothing. I don't get in. I got nothing. <laughs> but then the captain comes around the corner about the third or fourth time. The lieutenant's kissing her, and he's like, "What are you doing? You know, get. You got to remember yourself. Your space patrol or whatever they they yeah. call themselves. Get back to the ship." And the guy's like getting all huffy at first. And then the well, captain, yeah. the captain's looking at her, and he's like, "She's like, well, what's wrong? You know, do you want to kiss me?" He's like, "No, I don't. You know, I'm the, I'm the captain. I'm rah, 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 rah. he's trying to be the you know the good guy, and he's yelling at her, and she's like, you know, she's kind of taken aback, and he's he's super attracted to her. You can see it. Oh yeah, and, but they don't kiss yet. She she goes off and she's changes her her costume because he says you can't go around doing. What does he say? You can't go around dressed like that. Because it wouldn't have mattered what she was wearing. Those men had been a year in cryostasis or whatever, and <laughs> exactly. it was time. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I got 18. What do you say? I have 18 of the most, most physically perfect 
and brilliant minds on my ship, and they've all been in deep state, deep space for a year and a half yeah. to get here. <laughs> and they're without any woman, so you can't go around. And it just reminded me of something Captain Kirk would have said to somebody or done something like that to somebody who doesn't understand humanity at all. Right. You know, there's nothing there for her to like compare it to. Yeah, and and from the um, just just looking at since. Roddenberry was obviously a fan. Yeah. They would always have these little planets that the the ship would stop off and crew would take yeah. leave on these pleasure planets. Right. <laughs> They've been gone right. for so long. Yeah. Well, why not? It's a pleasure yeah, planet. But, well, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, you guys got here. That was one of the the things though that really got me again is just this was Star Trek. Huh? This was a Star Trek episode. Here's the thing: Altair Four and Altair Seven all show up. In Star Trek Mythos. Oh my God. It, it's it's a planet that they reference. Oh wow. Do they reference the Krell? I don't know. I wouldn't be shocked if they did. That would be and cool. it, it's funny because at one point they're talking about uh I think it was on Deep Space Nine, they talk about one of the Altair planets exploding. Ah. So I was like, oh man, that is brilliant. <laughs> that is freaking brilliant. But uh, yeah, the, the the movie takes place. They they get there. Uh, you find out that the Krell have all died like two million years ago. They had mm-hmm. built this computer that if you're standing in the center of this computer on the planet, it's 20 miles in one direction. It's 20 miles in another direction. God only knows how high and how deep. Because he never t- says how high. He always said it was 7,800 levels. Oh. Yeah, like thing is huge. This and it, it's basically a thinking planet at this point. Yeah, the planet is alive for the most part. And the part. guy that gets into the guy's head and Dr. Morbius's head, and he's trying to explain to them that you know this isn't safe for everybody. You know, you mm-hmm. guys don't get this. That that's why I'm not going to give you this this information. You know, humanity will just destroy themselves with it. And yes. see where yes, I agree they will. with that. You disagree with that? No, I I agree with that sentiment, but it's not up to him. And that's... Yeah, but would you really want to give that kind of information to any government? No, I would probably try and find a way to destroy it. Um, But but then you... But here's the problem, and that's why I love these type of movies. (laughs) That's why I love these movies so much, is because you've got the ability to solve all the world's problems uh-huh. or the ability to create all the problems yeah, all the galaxy's depends. problems at that point because everything they've been traveling for about 200 and, years and you can't trust anybody and it was uh-huh. shown up now he talks about the krill uh-huh. is they built this and they didn't they didn't account for the machine picking up and creating monsters from their own subconscious yep that which which i took this as a very allegorical movie about the evils of man or greed or sin or however way you want to take it and it's not just man everybody had that it seems like right yeah when i say man i mean all yeah people people aliens mankind Bipeds, right. okay, bipeds. Uh, I have to be exclusive. <laughs> humanoids, <laughs> hum- humanoids, a little racist there, David. <laughs> Let me racist, I guess. Humanoids. Oh well, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like I'm arguing with a Klingon. <laughs> Human, 
human rights, even the yeah. term is racist. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So, but they they had done that. They didn't account for that. They didn't expect that to happen because they were just so, it, it comes down to the Jurassic Park. No one asked if they should. <laughs> you knew you could, but should you? You're right. This happened. Right. Even, this even happens in, alien, in everything. Even in a super advanced alien species, did it because they could, not, not because, because they, they should. should. And that's, you know what? You're right. That's very interesting. I never thought And of that. that's why when I watched this, I had this whole AI vibe. I'm thinking Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Uh, the movie yeah. I mentioned to you, Ex Machina. And yeah. It just goes on and on. Blade Runner. You can just keep going. And then Aliens. It still feels very alien. It felt aliens to me. So I, I'm going to have to look and see if Ridley Scott ever mentions this movie. Uh, if he doesn't, I'd be shocked. I would be too, really because he stole from it. This is, <laughs> and who wouldn't? I would yeah, too. I would too. I mean, if you just look at Star Trek, I mean, the whole this is the a Star Trek. Beanie, the little tubes, yeah. This is a, this is Star Trek before Star Trek had the engine day seals. Really? Yes. I mean, this is they this were already is, light speed. They were, yeah. and they were basically investigating. And as far as on. I know, this is the first movie. I could be wrong. If somebody knows something out there, let me know. This, I think, is the first movie where they actually talk about light speed and going oh. faster than light. You're probably right. And they have that whole, to hear that. That they have that whole um, thing set up where they have the ship in the center of it, and it's like a space. Uh, it's inside a globe, and you can see the spaceship. So they're steering the spaceship using the coordinates from this globe from the inside. Yeah. And I was like, "That's brilliant because that's that's space. You're you know you're not up and down, right and left. No, you've that got space is just it's there. So you yeah. have to figure out okay, mathematically, this is where I'm going. And the guys, I mean, the guy looks like he's really paying attention to what he's doing so that worked really well too and it's the first movie that i can ever remember seeing where it looked like they put thought into well how do you fly this thing how did we get here how do they we act- not get crushed when we're going faster than light speed and what do they do they get they get into those those, those uh, little, and those i thought teams. i thought they were beaming somewhere it's like oh my yeah. god this is star trek <laughs> the first time i saw it i was like oh shit they're all beaming out like no but no, no, it was like some kind of protective uh, light beam barrier. Now, that I did find light speed. Little niggling, niggling. That's complaints. fine. Um, again, <laughs> we have control panels with no fucking labels of any kind. Just some you lights and switches. Uh, really? I know how to drive my car. You go erase everything that says something. I'm going to get confused setting my goddamn cruise control. I'm just I, telling you. No, where's my blinker <laughs> at? <laughs> I don't know. Jesus Christ, why are them wipers on? Turn <laughs> <laughs> my wipers off. Uh, you know, it just, no, you're that's right. one thing that you're always right. gets me. Um, but they did put a lot of thought into set design. They they didn't just put a desk in the middle of a room <laughs> with, right. a, with a crank phone and call it a, a damn. <laughs> with a fucking shower curtain behind them. <laughs> Or they didn't build an airplane with a little wooden wooden thing. (laughs) But even like that movie, this movie had heart. This had a desire to make something really cool. And they really fucking did. Now, when I watched the trailer, I didn't Mm -hmm. see this in the actual movie, but they did a credit crawl in the trailer like Star Wars. It's gold and it's rolling up. Really? Oh, my God. God. Because in the movie they did it kind of sideways. It was kind of yeah, and it was kind of curved. Yeah, but 
but on the trailer there's a little little crawl that goes up like star wars and i fully expected to, to see a cruiser trailer. come across the top yeah <laughs> that would have been kick-ass yeah uh, but yeah the special effects even around the spaceship because they opened up with the spaceship going through like i think it's coming at the camera yeah and the planets and showing yeah this is this holds up today and uh, very yeah. rarely will i say something yeah. that let's say we're the 1956 we're looking at almost 70 years yeah ago. these effects hold still up. hold up fine um, unless you're a snob. <laughs> you know what? I I would say that I think I'm a snob, but I but I like Ed Wood movies, so I can't these, really these, these say really I'm do a hold snob. up. And, and I think what holds up is they did so much practically. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of in camera. Most of that stuff was done in camera. And just the uh, the animation of the monster was great. Making the footprints of the monster, making oh, the when steps. They, when they did the 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 oh and the, the cast yeah the casting mold for the footprint they're looking at this footprint that that foot yeah. was huge now um let, let me explain to our listeners what was happening is uh dr yeah. morbius had um, probably let him in on the uh <laughs> had, uh, had <laughs> discovered that what happened to the the krill was that um while they did create this living planet basically that can take care of everything anybody would ever need it also tapped into their subconscious to their id if you will and uh the monsters from mankind or human beings or whatever in our brains in our subconscious come id. through. i think they called it the id right they called it the id yeah. yeah so it came through and destroyed people and then you come to find out that Dr. Morbius is more than likely responsible for killing all the survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't realize it. Right. He really didn't. And that's that's another problem I have with the movie. Okay. So he, he had elevated his intelligence with right. that device. The doctor who killed himself by elevating his intelligence and gave that final word um, yeah. had some info. But who really figured it out was Wesley Nielsen, who had below average intelligence, and he put it all together. And the doctor's like, gee, I never thought of it that way. It's like the sheriff from Eureka. <laughs> all the super scientists are about ready to destroy the earth and he's like do you really think that's a good idea to have those two labs right next to each other <laughs> you ever see eureka i haven't i have oh my god it sounds like something it. i would like yeah eureka is very great because it's just an average joe sheriff right. on a super secret base with all these super super scientists that are just always fucking up and the guy who always figures out what's going on is the plain guy the guy who's awesome. just like got common sense instead of yeah. the super scientist who's trying to do something because they can not because they should <laughs> and he's always like uh don't you think we should not shoot that flare into the sun because it could blow and, up the sun <laughs> maybe you guys that, should stop and think about this <laughs> that was one of the issues i had with the character of orbius um it was uh, very obvious from the first second he was hiding something right and i would think somebody that smart would know that he's going to tip people off if he doesn't just come clean mm-hmm. with a very plausible story well he does finally he come he does well no he finally comes clean when he comes out and they're all in his office yeah you guys are like, okay you caught yeah. me <laughs> yeah but <laughs> even <of> then <laughs> even then he still was he was he was not a very trustworthy per- and i get it look you you run across something and i i absolutely get your argument for mm-hmm. for saying do you want to share that no look you know me as well that 
I yeah. don't have much faith in humanity, period. I will welcome <laughs> no. robot overlords. <laughs> yeah. I just had a hard time getting behind Morbius, even though right. I know he was probably doing the right thing. Right. He but, was trying, I think he was trying to do the right thing. Yeah. I think and, he really, I don't think he, he was, was an evil, blinded. he was an evil character. He was not uh, evil. He was just um, blinded to his own, what he thought was right. He wanted to and what he thought daughter. was right was was kind of right, but he also didn't take into account, like, gee, I wonder what the hell killed my entire crew. Yeah. Yeah. After they all died, it went away. Hmm. <laughs> you know, wouldn't you just sit back and go, if you had that intellect, you would. And that's it's a small, it's a small little part of the story that I think had an issue but other than that it's it, it's well done it's a it's a neat concept it's kind yeah. of matrixy it's kind of uh, yeah, aliens it it's it's star trek it's it's dealing with ai um those, so those in shot the in-camera shots of them when they're walking and you can kind of tell i mean you can tell that they're that's probably a, a painting or some kind of in shot oh my god but my god it was so good because they're walking and you can see them and the machinery of the planet is moving up and down and back and, that, and, forth. and, it, the and there's a big hallway where they're walking yeah. and it's a cat or it's a bird's eye view of looking down on Morbius and the two guys from the ship. And it's just so well done for 1956. And today, I think if they tried to do that today, they'd screw some of the stuff up. It was very well done. And that's one of the things I noticed is like, okay, yes, I understand this is a camera trick I'm seeing. Right. But the fact that they were able to get <clears throat> items in the background moving through that depth as they right. were walking. We see a lot of that in Star Wars. Um, yeah. In episode yeah, four. They do a lot definitely. of that inside the Death Star and, and the landing mm -hmm. bays and everything. That whole yeah. in-camera stuff that works so damn well. And yeah. This is 1956, people. Right. <laughs> well, the outside, when they're outside the spaceship, mm -hmm. that was the, one of the most impressive sets I'd seen. Because you know, you know that's a painting. I mean, yeah. you know. That it was it's well done, painting. though. In I mean, head, the planets and, but it's, and everything. Yeah, that's so well done. And the two guys are out there watching, doing their watch at night. And they're like, man, it's really weird to see two moons at night, isn't it? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, it is kind of neat. It's kind of nice here. It's kind of cool. But when you see the depth that they put in because everything's fake i mean everything's absolutely yeah. fake there's not it's all know, on a stage they're yeah. not actually outside it's all on stage but the way the miniatures were working the, the push the, the hard push to to get the mountains in the background look like mountains in the background and when robbie's pulling up the first time the robbie the oh robot, man he's hauling ass in that car <laughs> That son of a bitch has got to be doing 400 miles an hour. And they're like, man, something's coming up fast. You know, it's showing up on our radar. What the hell is nothing? Nothing could move that fast. And, you know, you just see this little dust cloud, like in the distance. And then all of a sudden it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's Robbie the robot and his little, you know, super go-go mobile. And he just stops. Boom. Right in front of the ship, like instantly. And you're like, holy crap. And it just dawned on me as I'm saying this out loud. That was all part of the Krell technology, just like Robbie was part of the Krell technology when yeah. the doctor boosted his brain because he said he tinkered with it. And he's like, yeah, I agree. I'm glad, I'm glad they explained that yeah. he had enhanced his intelligence because he was a entomologist. So he was yeah. a linguist. He, he knew about words and where they came from. Right. That's not somebody who builds a damn robot that can uh, replicate with a replicator, right. Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Right. Right. Yep. Cool. You're right. Oh, my gosh. But there's like some things that were just so neat. 
And yes. like you said, if, if somebody's watching this movie, you're going to see a bunch of other movies that you recognize. Oh, from my this God. Yes. One movie. You named three of them. <laughs> you know? And we can keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You can. <laughs> can keep going. I'm sure. I'm sure you could. And I, I just discovered this movie like I had heard about it, like ever since I was a little kid. But I don't remember seeing this movie before 12 or 15 years ago. Okay. And I wow. probably managed to watch it. Like I never saw it all the way through until that. I knew Robbie the Robot was in it. And I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. Oh, Leslie Nielsen's in it. Oh, I wonder what that is. One day I'll watch it. <laughs> I finally did about 12 or 15 years ago. And I've watched it just about every year, at least once every year since. It's because it is such a well-written movie. It is so well acted. Um, like I said, you got Anne Francis, who's just this little petite thing. And then you got Leslie Nielsen, who's, he's a big, good-looking guy. Especially back then. Yeah, he's chilly. Man. Yeah, he's, he's got the big chest. He's like, hey, I'm the yes. captain of the ship. Want to see it? <laughs> my ship. Yeah, that's my ship. That's mine. <laughs> the captain. Like those guys, they work for me. Yeah. yeah. yeah he was I'm Captain Kirk. He was Captain Kirk all day long. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Did you recognize the uh, the chief? I don't think so. Ever watch uh Bionic Woman, Bionic Man. Yeah. That was uh, their commander. That was the guy that was in charge of the uh, the whole bionic. Holy shit. Bionic background or bionic. Yeah. Super soldiers, whatever the hell. Amazing they what called. they could do for $6 million back then. <clears throat> right? Yeah. Do, 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 do. Could you imagine what that would cost now? The $25 billion man. <laughs> Parts from Amazon. <laughs> Parts from Amazon. Parts from China. Ah, they'll never get here. It's They're the million yuan man. Oh, wait. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. That's funny. Thankfully, I don't have to edit that one. Okay. But uh... <laughs> we're, on a hit we're on somebody's hit list. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Somebody. So, um, I, I'm, I'm going to, I'll go ahead and get my final thoughts on this. Yeah. Um, this is an excellent, excellent starting part yeah. point for anybody who wants to watch the origin of our sci-fi films and television shows that we have today. You will watch this and see stuff that you you have seen already. And it's like, wow. Yeah. So that's where this came from. And it gives, yep. watching it, there was times I would have loved to have seen this as a kid. I would have been blown away. I would have kid. loved to have seen this on the big screen. I'd love oh to see it. If, if I ever, if this is ever shown on one of those, like, you know, two nights only, if it's not during a fucking week, people learn how to show a movie right. like this during a weekend. Uh, some of us work is all I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> if this is ever shown on a big screen, widescreen on a big screen, I'm going to go to it. Cause I just want, that old 1950s and it's not 3d so nothing's in your face nothing's like yeah. ooh, ooh, look we're 3d yeah that that's still no. a gimmick <laughs> yeah it's still a gimmick very much bad but the special effects i would love to see that i'd love to see that on the big screen absolutely dude yeah absolutely and yeah you're right you'll see star trek you'll see some star wars you'll definitely i, I think you're right i think aliens i think you'll see a, a, God, a bit of an alien, alien vibe in there so much in this uh, i was like oh my yeah God. this is such a good movie there's yeah. so much good in this movie i i'm not even going to pick anything apart 
I, I know there's supposedly some bad shots and a wire here and whatever there, but this I didn't, that, look, I didn't see any of it when I was watching it. And I was I watched it. I watched it at the highest resolution uh-huh. that you can possibly watch it. And the only thing I caught was a little boxing around the tiger. Right. And that was it. And it's like, wow, you guys did great. Because usually when I watch these right. old movies upscaled to such a high resolution, you see the wires, you see all this shit. Yeah. It's, because it's no longer grainy. The shit's just crystal. And that's why clear. I can't watch them in that, yeah. like that, that higher res. It's like, I don't even like watching anything in high def anymore. It's yeah. like I tried it to actually, like, yeah, it, it looked no. it looked great. It You're ruining looked absolutely it. great. No, it, it, it that's it, fantastic. It, it was I a good it. it was a good conversion. And a lot of times I think that's what happens. Some people just up the stuff versus uh-huh. just doing an actual good restoration to 4K right. or or right. whatever because from the film. And if if they do that, then then it shows. Yeah. So, but, yeah. so uh, I, I yeah, I'll have to agree with you 100 percent This was a great movie. It's probably one of my favorite movies um, as far as sci-fi, especially old sci-fi. This is probably one of my favorite movies. I put this, for me, I put this right up there with Wrath of Khan, Star Wars, Forbidden Planet. Those those are my three island movies. I have a regret about this movie. I rented it. I wish I would have bought it. Yeah. I hate when that happens. I, I could not find my copy anywhere, so I did have to rent it. Okay. I was like, where the hell is I got to watch this movie? Where's my copy? <laughs> Couldn't find it. I'm like, I just looked at it two days ago. I put it someplace safe so I would find it. Yeah. I have no idea what the hell I do with it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. So it, it's definitely worth the purchase. It's worth the rental. It's worth oh, yeah. the watch. Yeah. It's a, a great um a great intro to sci-fi of the fifties and to see mm-hmm. it's interesting. We went from uh we just did a round of Tolkien movies yeah. which show the origins of fantasy that we know today. And now yeah, we just we just watched a movie that shows you where you're gonna get every sci-fi film from. And I didn't when when I suggested this, that's not what is that what I was thinking about, but really? you're absolutely <laughs> right. I knew I, I was hoping that you would like it. Yeah, because uh, I knew because you and I like a lot of movies that we like try to say, hey, you'll like this. I think you'll like this right. if you actually watch it. Um, and that's what I was hoping for. I was just hoping you to go, oh, yeah, that was pretty good. I'm glad that you really liked it. And I'm glad you picked up some of the nuances of I what, did, I've man. seen that before. You know, that's that's where they got this. That's where they got that. That's And that's absolutely fantastic. I love to hear that. Yeah, it, really it was it, it was it was uh, definitely. Definitely worth the watch, and I recommend all of y'all to watch it. We occasionally we hit on some gems. I put this right up there with uh, Devil Girl from Mars. Yeah, uh, completely unexpected movie. Devil Girl from Mars does have uh, is owed its due for the influences that it has made as well. Oh yeah, we definitely. Talk, we talk about that in our episode, so go back and take a look at that. Um, oh yeah, if you're looking I think for you'll old enjoy that classic one. sci-fi. Another mm-hmm. great film. So um, next week, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. We're going to jump outside of the old ass aspect because after watching this movie, I all I could think of was AI. Right. And what happens when you let computers take control? And uh, we all know. We all know. (laughs) This is a good film. um, And I hope you enjoy it. And uh, we will catch you next week. Have a good night. Later. Later.